0: Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today we are talking about what buyers need to do to prepare for showings. What? Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent?
1: Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple
0: Offers, a real estate show. All right, guys, we are on episode 43. That's awesome. Yeah. Not as exciting as 42 because of my huge geek reference last time, which our, our guest David Fairbairn got, and you guys did not. I was really mm, sad. Not a clue. <laughs> no, not a clue. No, <laughs> no, no, uh, Life, the Universe, and Everything fans uh, at multiple offers. So today's kind of a different topic, because I think a lot of people would think, well, what does a buyer need to prepare for a showing for? But I think we're going to have a lot to talk about.
1: We have a lot to say. I don't know if the listener understands how much there is that they could learn.
0: Yeah, it's a hard one to um, put, like, a tagline on. Like, how do you how do you summarize this up uh, in having a, one uh, quick uh, sentence? I'm having a tough time selling it. Yeah.
2: But, but we've all done a lot of showings, so we should have some... Some good, some good meat and potatoes to the topic,
0: I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about. I mm. just yeah, it's hard to like put it put a bow on it, right, so, so
1: thanks for listening, yeah, <laughs> something brought you here, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's and, going to be good, and there will be stuff in it for sellers as well, and also probably for realtors if if we have any realtors listening. um I will say that if a seller really wants to know what they need to do to prepare for uh the very first showings like at the start they should probably go back and listen to our episode uh with um who was daniel danielle Danielle. yeah the episode was
1: that episode 20 man that was 20 yes
2: talking pictures yeah, yeah moving that, mo- talking
0: pictures yeah
1: we were so talking that, about pictures
2: talking about pictures yeah. yeah so we're gonna assume people have listened to that that episode and
0: well th- that would be a really good one for a seller to go back and and check out if they were interested in diving deep on what a seller should do I
1: well think. preparing the home but there's yes. also a whole different level to preparing for each showing that we will sort yes. of tie in throughout this entire episode
0: yeah for sure so b- before we get into all that though how, how are you guys doing what's going on
2: i'm doing good i had a fun a fun one with uh we just had a matt and i had a uh, a possession with uh, a client of ours a buyer and um it's it's comes move-in time, and oh, no. uh, it's in a condo, and there's there's two elevators in the condo, um, and one of them is down, and usually, you know, they, they'll reserve an elevator for someone to move for four hours or so, and you get to lock it and move all your stuff in, um, but when a building's down to one elevator, it can make... Uh, <laughs> they can't reserve it. <laughs> it can make moving a challenge, so um, yeah, that was kind of a, an interesting one. I haven't actually had... Had that happen, where someone's like, "I can't lock the elevator," um, and to the point where if you were doing like a big move, luckily this person, you know, I don't think they have that much stuff necessarily, but um, you know, if you were doing a, a, a big move where like movers are scheduled, everything, and there's no elevator lock, like you're potentially moving, and and for this elevator, I don't know if they needed parts or something, but they were, it said like seven day, like seven or more days. Wow, that this elevator, we we're going to be down to one elevator. Um, you so, almost
0: need to like just leave one of your people helping you move on the elevator the entire time? Like, how do you... Uh,
1: Yeah, lucky for our client, it's not an immediate move in. It's not going from one home to another. There's a transition period. had a home before. No, but I'm saying you're not going. You're not. You don't have to vacate one house. Right? You're, yeah. You, there's nowhere to sleep two days from now, kind of thing. There's what am a, I going to do for a week? Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a two-week transition yeah. period where there's really no stress. So. The irony is there are many smaller buildings that have only one elevator, and they yes. seem to manage They're, their. They still manage. <laughs> yeah. But this one's like, well, what do we do? <laughs> what do we, how, how could we possibly do this you can't move in with a way one elevator isn't it possible this isn't in the bylaws <laughs> it's a lot of stairs in your future i'm quite encouraged by the market right now yeah uh a friend of uh the industry friend of the the office recently bought a small starter house in new west
0: yeah he did
1: and yeah. eight hundred and
0: fifty thousand
1: dollars Eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a starter house?
0: Now let's not overhype it too much. It is a two bedroom house. Yeah, I no, mean it's, it's a three
2: ha- it's a three bedroom house, two on one floor.
0: I thought it was only two bedroom.
2: I think there's two on the main and there's one downstairs.
1: You could call something One-ish. in the basement a bedroom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, agreed, it's a small small house. small it's house. A, but still, I mean, when was the last time you saw a house that you could live in? Yeah. And dollars me- a
2: small house that's mechanically sound too, like newer roof. Plumbing, electrical, like it. It's had. It has an HVAC system. Yeah, it might not. <laughs> it, it might not be. Um, you know, it might not be the. The pr- actually, it, it had renovations too. It yeah, wasn't they, like they, it wasn't. It's not like not even that. It's like a, a gut job.
1: It's a bon marché.
2: That's a good buy. So you're excited for buyers right now that are that are looking.
1: Everybody, because it it makes it now feels like there's a there's an uh, the possibility to transition right from one property to another. Yeah, mm. that's really what's getting me excited. The
0: gap between condo to townhouse, townhouse to house, isn't quite as. And we've been impossible. talking
1: about this that we yeah. can tell there's there's a there's a high amount of demand and saturation in the condo world, but the gap to the house was too much, and mm-hmm. clearly that is what had to give. Mm-hmm. So mm. maybe not the best if you are a detached homeowner and you bought in the if, last eighteen yeah. months, or if
2: you have a house that's on that same street and you're really hoping for a million.
1: Yeah, and you this thought that guy was your just screwed you plan. over.
0: Yeah, but and it, it was a little bit like I think it was a small lot, small house. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually going to affect most of the other houses on the street. Not,
2: not necessarily. Yeah, I think it was in a one to one under four thousand square foot yeah. lot. But, but nonetheless, a livable. You know, we, it, we, there was a, a time not too long ago where you didn't even, you couldn't even, li- you wouldn't even want to live in, couldn't, couldn't potentially live in um, these for houses for. And it was a million was the to get into the game was the starting point.
0: Yeah, it's exciting for sure. So I had the most frustrating showing I think I've had in a very long time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. So I've got this uh, beautiful new condo at Jameson. Fantastic renovation. I love what they've done. And the realtor showing the property, not the buyer, the buyer's agent, right from when he walks in is complaining the entire time. I'm like, yeah, they took this wall down so that you can see more of the river. And he looks at it, and he's like, well, why didn't they take that wall down? And he points at another wall. I'm like, I don't know, because this is the wall they decided to take down. <laughs> the wall facing the water. Yeah. And like, oh, he, he's getting so nitpicky about every little thing. And his his buyer is just like nodding away. Like, his, his, like the buyer likes the place, I can tell. But he's like, oh, they don't have a booster fan for the dryer for the dryer what which
2: isn't necessarily mandatory it's it's
0: and and What? (laughs) Just Just send him a link to this
1: episode, Jeff.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything. Just like, I must have spent 15 minutes listening to him complain about everything. Yeah,
1: there's obviously a a disconnect there where he thinks that he's supposed to be pointing out negatives so his client doesn't think that he's a slimy salesperson trying to talk him into something.
0: I actually think it was something else, but just before I get onto that, um, like the the, uh, plug-in and I'm losing the word now. What oh, are the it,
1: receptacles, right? the outlets? Yeah, the mm. outlets.
0: One of them was an old one. And he, he like, points at it. And he's like, I guess you can't really call it a full renovation.
2: Oh, my God. If
0: it's an original outlet there. And I'm like, do you want $5? Because uh, we can go to Home Depot and get one. Like, these these are nothing. What, yeah. are, you, what are you talking about? No, you about? are
1: not allowed to call it a full renovation yeah. now, Jeff.
0: Mm. But I think he was pre-negotiating.
1: Because. You
2: think that people loved it?
0: Uh, yeah i i got an email from him after being like we won't insult you with what we think it's worth but can you send me all the documents and keep me in line if like if, if they are thinking about reducing the price ever please let me know and keep me in mind and put me on the list and blah blah blah. i'm like he was like right from the beginning like i gotta lay the groundwork i gotta i gotta just attack this set setting the table yeah so is really.
2: this our first our first tip Our first tip? Our first first (laughs) item on the list of showings.
0: Ooh, I hadn't thought. What what would the tip be?
2: Um, This would be a tip for an agent, if you're listening. Um, (laughs) It's always important to show your worth to your clients and and why you're here. Um, But uh, flexing that muscle to try and show that you know these things. Um, Probably, like, choose your battle.
0: Well, I, I don't think if we do end up negotiating that he's gained any ground. And if you really did feel like all that stuff, which after he asked me the stuff, I'm like, oh no, he was putting on a show. Like I a lot often, I won't bash a house in front of the other agent. I'll usually talk about it afterwards with the client or point things out quietly to them. But what's the point of slagging the? Yeah, you, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's
2: not. It's not. It's. I don't know if it's an old school technique, but he was that, an old school realtor. That yeah. whole thing of let's not show you know too much interest. There's I mean there's a fine line there. Um, but ultimately, if you like the house, you write an offer. We know you like the house. You wrote an offer on the house. Yeah. And so let's try and see if the seller will agree on, on the valuation and, or the buyer. And, and it's probably my favorite happening.
1: part when you get an offer, and then they tell you all, how, how bad the house is. Yes. Yeah. Like, of all the properties bad. out there, you chose to make an offer on this yeah. one. <laughs> Stop telling me how bad it is. <laughs> you want it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, well, before we get into more tips, Matt, do you, have, do you have some news for us? Let's do news.
1: I've just been handed an urgent And horrifying news story.
2: And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
1: I got a news flash for you, Walter Cronkite. I am enlightened. Do
0: it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! This is Multiple Offers, a real estate
1: show. Uh, In the news, this is the headline I want to tell you about. Uh, It's actually it's a a developing news. uh, What do I want to call it? This is off the west. Is this
2: breaking news? No,
1: it's the news itself. Is it's the fact that what it is that the our local newspaper, the New West Record, has started a new uh, platform, a habit of looking at all pre-development applications at the city and writing a news story about that and bringing them to the public light. Okay, interesting. Because real estate is always such a hot topic, so they wanted to find more things to get people riled up about. Right. So this isn't a if It bleeds it leads. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a zoning change application. This is not a final application. This is we've just acquired this land and we're just tossing out some ideas to the city of what can we can do with it. And I swear, it's all just there just to rile people up, right? Um, The nice thing is for us is we do hear rumors. And yes, this stuff is public information. And you can go and dig it up from City Hall. But it's a bit tricky to get all this information. So I'm quite happy that...
0: (laughs) That somebody's on top of it. Yeah, they're doing the... It it
1: was pretty accurate. Yeah, it is. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, so the the three they've identified recently, and because I was hearing rumors, and it was just sort of nice to have somebody outline exactly what's going on at the city, is the Royal Towers Hotel site. Yes. That's at the corner of Royal Avenue and 6th Street. Huge huge site. Mm-hmm. Big site. Yeah. Really just dated old building that I imagine was pretty cool in its day. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> but it's it's time's up. So there's there's a, a rather huge development that's planned for that. We're talking towers and all sorts of stuff. Wow. It changes things a lot for the townhouse development next door which I used to live in.
0: Towers plural.
1: Yes. Okay. Pre-development application. Who knows what's right. actually going to <laughs> yeah. go through? Right, they're just saying, "Oh, we're thinking of doing a rezoning application. Maybe this will work or that'll work." Uh, 65 First Street. I think it's called Canard Place or something like that. That's one that we've known as a leaky condo for five or six years. That's a building going to go I, and say it. I think that's why it's being yeah, sold. I guess you're right. <laughs> that
0: one's a, a really interesting example of okay, we know we're going to sell it to a development. So is it worth it to keep doing upgrades? Like they've been in kind of a Tricky spot. It was about in two years, years ago. Yeah. I mean, about
1: three years ago, they were told you need a new envelope. Like you yeah. are a leaky condo. You need a new envelope. And they said, Well, there's there's probably a better way here. Yeah. And then the new O C P came out that has that site designated for high rise. So they do have an opportunity to get out of that. So in, did did somebody buy that? There it's it's under uh has an accepted offer
0: and they're waiting for approval. It's in a subject removal
1: period and the developer is working with the city to confirm a couple of different development options yeah. to make sure that the price that they've offered to this building is acceptable.
0: That's one of the really hard things I think people don't think about when they're selling to developers is it's a such a longer process and you're going to be in limbo and if it works you're going to get a huge payday yeah it can be tough, so that's yeah. called a
1: strata wind up, and yeah it's yeah. very complicated it's It takes a lot of time, so there's that one uh that's going on uh total side note, and I might get into this one day, but one of the city councilors' comments on that was, I don't like the strata wind up process, and that the homeowners maybe don't understand what this means for them that prices could change down the road to your point, it's a long process, yeah, you know you make an agreement today, but it might be a year or a year and a half later that you get your money, yeah, but a city councilor thinks that he has some say in this and giving real estate advice. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's outside of the scope.
1: Yeah, so I read that in the news story. It really got my blood boiling. I'm going, you are not the person to be telling these people. Like, they get, they get their vote. They, they've made yeah. their decision. Well, maybe they don't understand their decision. That is not your place it, as it, a city councilor. It's
0: their property. If as yeah. a group, they decide they want to sell it. And it could go either way, yes. right? Like the developer could pay way more than what it's worth
2: prices go down yeah. and now that's not yeah it's yeah. looking even even better than it might yeah. have been when you yeah. said yes originally do you think they're getting letters from people that might be in this process and hey this is actually taking a lot longer
1: uh no no i think everybody's very much understood on, on what's going on and why it's taking its time right it's it's i like seeing this stuff and getting a little more evidence that okay we're talking about putting a tower right at the foot of the patella bridge
0: yeah so um, so what's the third 65 the the first, third the World is, Towers. is
1: uh, a, a portion of what people would consider. It's adjacent to Albert Crescent Park. That's between the Octagon, yeah. 31 Elliott Street, and the new building called the Elliott, whose address is <laughs> 188 not on Agnes Street. <laughs> 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 on the corner of Agnes and Elliott, we called it the Elliott. The address is Agnes. Yeah. Uh, between the two, there's a piece of land that's been sitting there vacant. It looks like a park. Yes. Um and uh that has uh, it's most recent pre-development application mm-hmm. and they want to go uh they want to go big. Yeah. Wow. They want to go like 30 stories.
2: That one's already high-rise zone though.
1: It is high-rise zone, but they want right. to build That's more. That's over and above. Everybody every no matter what it's zoned for, the developer just wants to ask to do more. Well, the developer's always going to
0: ask for as much as they could possibly get and then see what the city says.
1: Yeah, right? and they have to negotiate with the city because New West now wants to say we'll allocate a certain number for rentals. Yeah. And then a certain number for below market rental. So we wanted to help out the the citizens with some below market rental. and We want some rentals. Then, oh, we want some townhouses. So Mary Trentadu, who came on our show yeah. when we were doing the election bit, I was really hard on her about townhouses. And she, I felt like she was really hearing what I was saying. And I'm not going to suggest that I changed my mind. Are you taking mind. credit? For I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did. I felt that she was, of all the people, the one who connected most with what we're who all heard saying. heard what we were saying. Yeah, or, or was already aware. Yeah. But, but has taken a strong platform to try to really encourage more three-bedroom functional townhouses. Townhouses
0: is what New West needs in such a bad way.
1: So she's pushing yeah. that hard in this particular development, saying, okay, if you want to do a whole podium around your tower, I, I want to see some townhouses in that, you know, real townhouses that feel like a family home. Nice. So anyway, getting to see these news stories. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you get some quotes, you know, from the councillors. It gives us a lot more context to what's going on. So, you know, if you're a listener and you're wondering about these things, the record, I think, is doing a good job of bringing these to light. Um, And then other groups... These special interest groups like to sensationalize it and they're a separate part of New West that is quite entertaining to pay attention to right now if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so that's the news. Let's uh let's talk about what are we calling this again? Like how what was your headline for the show? We given it a good headline? It was so long ago I don't
0: <laughs> remember how how to prepare for a sh- what a buyer needs to know about preparing for a show. I, but we're
2: going to talk about listings, yeah, too and what you should do. So yeah. And there's also help for a, a realtor. We've,
0: we've got a really good topic today, but our headline is a hot mess. <laughs> but you're already here. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that.
2: Neither do I.
0: Wrong. National debt. Wrong. Advocates. Wrong. With that wrong. money. Wrong. Lost. wrong.
1: Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show.
0: All right, so you're a buyer. You're getting ready. To start looking for a house, or a condo, or a townhouse, or whatever, I thought we should start the conversation with often the first entry point into looking at a home, and that that would be an open house. So I'm a buyer. It's Sunday. It's one thirty. I've got my. Well, maybe I don't even have a list. What What do I do? How do I? It's usually like, how do I get it might ready?
2: Be, it might be Thursday or Friday, and you're you're on the interwebs.
0: Okay, so so tip number one is don't don't start it on Sunday. Yeah, yeah,
2: and double and double check. This is just a fun fact. Um, Double check because you could be um, you actually could be looking at on a Tuesday or Wednesday at the new listings and say, "Good, I'm going on Sunday." And next thing you know, like Friday, they posted comments that, "Oh, oops, we sold it."
0: I think the right day to check is Friday afternoon, because
2: double at least double check.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Check but. make sure and and the the deadline to get opens onto the internet so that they hit like all the different websites is you have to get the opens in by Thursday. If you get them in on Friday, they won't necessarily hit like REW and all of those things. Yeah. So Friday's a pretty safe day that if you check, you're not going to miss any opens that haven't been posted yet.
2: Yeah. So opens I mean, and we're getting into like how to search for a place. because There's like a whole other topic. Maybe we'll do a how-to on how to search for real estate. Um, but you got your list. Usually, they're two to four. Matt and I do earlier and sometimes later, depending on what we're doing. um but you need to schedule them. So, say you, so you're going, anyways, you're going out on the weekend. You've yep. got a couple of places to go
0: look go in, at. Go into MapQuest and put it all year. Plot up. <laughs> we edges. see
2: people at open houses sometimes that have, like, you say. Like, let's see, you got a list there. Like, oh, yeah. Like, how many you seeing? seen? Like, I think we've got seven or so. Yeah. And, and I think, and that's probably one of the, another tip to say is like, they'll start, like, we, when we do tours, like, we, we only like, like, force kind of a good number of properties to view because um, they can really just start to, to sort of bleed in together
0: well and you don't have to try and rush seven places into two hours um because you can go to those places outside of the open house times just either get your agent to call or call like that's no big deal what you said is totally true though about they bleed together i had a guy one time who after we, he was flying into town so we weren't looking at three or four we were looking i think we looked at ten and at the end of the day he was like, I'll take the one with the really nice kitchen and the nice pool. And they were a hundred percent two different listings that in his mind he'd merged. <laughs> and I was like, I, I wish I could do that for you, but uh sorry, sorry, pal. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you're going to I got a yeah, I made a couple notes here. So you're Okay. Um so that one person, maybe so they don't have a realtor and you're going to an open house. Yeah. Um you're kind of getting them in the right sort of, I guess, fairly close to each other. So um, I like to tell people, um, you know, people whether they're my clients or not, but it's a good way to get out, get a feel for areas and things like that. Because maybe you don't even know, you know, is this like if we're in New West, maybe I like the key, maybe I feel that's too far. Yep. I want downtown, maybe I want uptown. Um, so get a feel for these kind of areas. You're, you're usually it's really preliminary at that or, point, or right? even
0: cities. Like a, a, a lot of times, too. people are like, you see this with people moving out of Vancouver they're like I don't know Burnaby New West Coquitlam Port Moody you yeah. like okay well maybe take a day for each of those and take a go day and check stay. them out cuz you'll you'll find if you walk around every one of those cities has a very different feeling
2: yeah um so you're at the open house um and you might have yeah don't try to fit too many in because you could be waiting it could be one eight one realtor at that open and you could be waiting if it's a condo you could be waiting at the lobby for 15 minutes cuz he's got a couple other groups that are up at uh yeah. Up, up in the up in the unit, so that could throw but, off your whole schedule. Yeah, your
1: schedule is a little out of your control.
0: Th- this is probably outdated now too, but bring your cell phone <laughs> if you're. Remember a few. It doesn't happen much anymore, but years ago, I'd get all the time because a lot of times in a condo you don't have a buzzer. Like if if they've moved out and there's no phone connected, you have no way of buzzing. And I'd sometimes go down to the lobby after showing people, and there'd be an angry. Person there being like, I don't have a cell phone. How am I supposed to get into this place? I'm like, well, yeah.
1: oh. well, that's that is really important to know. If we're yeah. starting with open houses and condos, yeah. is getting into the building is tricky. Yes, some stratas are really, really quite strict about that. They don't want the agent to buzz you in and let a stranger just wander through the lobby. And that's true start too. Sometimes to we're you.
0: not allowed. Yeah, they're
1: very strict. they, they observe it quite closely so the agent has to come and collect you from the lobby and if you're standing upstairs showing someone and they're pretty interested in the property you don't you don't know rush them out. <laughs> who's downstairs and how excited they are and you can't leave someone unattended in someone else's home so it's a delicate balance there you might be waiting yes yeah.
2: so part of that you're doing your open house circuit getting a feel for those neighborhoods you might not be familiar with um i also think it's a good way like w- w- us as agents we're at open houses to meet we're trying to sell our property, but we're also there to to meet new people that are looking because you know we, we sell a buyer a place we need a new buyer yeah um so get a feel for the agents too that are out there you're uh, saying
0: an open house is a good way to maybe interview potential if you're if you're realtors. not if you're not
2: line, aligned yet with a with a realtor you haven't made that choice yet you're you're very preliminary if you're going out to these open houses getting a feel for the neighborhoods um see how some of the agents operate do yeah. they do they are they able to answer questions so I think you should ask questions about the building. Do they know about the building that they're in?
0: Yeah, we should probably give them some questions. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, well, wanna... So before you maybe ask questions, yeah. uh, we've made it through the door. Yeah. You're at the property now. This could be a condo or it could be a house. You found your way to get in the house. Uh, once you get there, please start by introducing yourself. Especially yes. if you're especially if you're a realtor. <laughs> oh, that happens all the time. You it get happen more often, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. But it's very helpful. You just say, hi, this is my name. It's okay if you're just here to look. And one secret tip too, because Jer
0: was talking about a lot of times realtors are looking for new clients. Like a lot of times it's not even the listing agent who's there. It's somebody who, who's asked, hey, could I hold this open for you? And it exposes the market, but they've got the opportunity to meet clients. If you have a realtor, when you introduce yourself, that's a great time because then that agent who's there won't be following you around they're gonna back right off trying like like a vulture circling yeah. in, in theory yeah in theory yeah sometimes <laughs> you'll get slime bags but for the most part if you say like oh hey i'm i'm jeff uh my realtor jeremy told me about the place um is it cool if if i like it can i ask you to send them the documents or whatever yeah. like
2: and i think there's no there's no harm in asking too if that person's is this your listing and finding that out right because it might change your expectations of, of what they know.
1: Not, not much point in asking questions about the seller. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> not going not gonna to know those. Um, and we get into weird areas of, of disclosures and things like that. But you might want to know who you're talking to because it might, it might change some of those questions that you might ask.
1: But I have no trouble with somebody coming to the open house and saying, oh, you know, I'm just a neighbor from down the street. and I, I wanted to have a look or... It's really early in our search. Like, we're thinking we're not really financially ready right now. We might be buying in a year or so. And you're like, cool, just come in and have a look around. Yeah, that's what open
0: houses are for. That's
1: why they're there. But some people feel really guilty that they shouldn't disclose that, that they're supposed to be more serious Mm -hmm. or they don't belong there. Just know that it's okay, yeah, like it's okay, just be upfront about why you're there, yeah, and, and then you'll be able you'll you'll get more autonomy to look through the home the way that fits exactly why you're there
0: well and and as an agent, I really appreciate when buyers tell me that because it also helps me be more helpful, yeah, like if somebody's considering buying this home, we should spend a lot of time talking about this home, but if somebody's just in research mode, I've got lots of interesting tips I can tell them about the area that I wouldn't necessarily be talking. Like it, it helps the salesperson actually know what to talk to you about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Our intent is to be helpful, right? So that's how you introduce yourself to get that stuff going on. I also put in my notes before you actually get in the door, super hot tip for preparing for showings. Don't wear super difficult lace up boots.
0: That's a really good tip.
1: I always wear laces.
0: I haven't bought laces in 12 years. So So
1: slip-ons are good. Velcro, if you will. And a lot of the women who wear their different shoes that they choose tend to not wear socks. Yes. That is not a good choice. Just because you are typically obligated to take your shoes off doesn't mean that it's clean inside. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's places that we don't want to... You're like, we call them... Yeah, is this a shoe-off place or uh, shoes, shoes on? But, you know, we live in a, a rainy, muddy territory. You're usually going to be asked to take your shoes off. Most homes want the shoes off. Yeah. Uh, and then some people seem to be caught off guard, and they go, oh, I, I'm, I'm in bare feet, and they're walking on the floor, and they're like, this is a really terrible experience. So, It's almost never appropriate to bring your dog... Into the (laughs) the showing. (laughs)
0: Nope. Didn't know we were going to have to point that one out. I've I've had that a few times. Uh, Yeah. And it's never been a seeing eye dog. It's always a tiny little dog
1: that they're like. This is someone else's house. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know what their allergies (laughs) are.
2: Um, Do you want to talk specifically to questions you might ask if you were at a house, how they might differ versus an apartment? Go ahead. Sure. Okay condos i mean we always get asked you know what's the maintenance fee what's included in the maintenance fee yep um so i mean whether or not you think the maintenance fees are if you're in a condo if you think the maintenance fee is high or low um
0: find out what it includes if you'd like i think it's it's worth asking about was it david fairbairn who was talking about his big three or his big four big four yeah the big four those in a condo those are worth asking about like how old are the pipes how old are the roof have they had an engineer's report? Do we do we know the condition of the membrane? How's the parking? Like those those are good questions to know because those are all big ticket items.
2: Yeah. I Maintenance fee could be low, could be high. There's several factors that play into that. I think we talked about all that in, in Strata 101 if we're just calling back episodes.
0: Yeah. Um but you know, is it actually high? Did we talk about it in 101 or 102?
2: <laughs> was there 102? There was a part two. We did was do it a 101 strata part two?
1: One hundred and one got a lot more love. It did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think for preparing for a showing, though, yeah, you can ask questions if that stuff's important to you. But you have to understand, like, what you're, what's okay, just as far as process when you're in the home. Yeah, you can ask questions, and we're talking about how to sort of navigate working with another realtor. But just how do you navigate the home? Right? You walk into a house. Like, are you allowed to walk around the yard? Should it be open in the garage door? You know, what what what's okay and what's not okay? Everything's okay. You just walk around. You open up everything.
0: You look in the fridge. You look in the closet. Do whatever you want. I think the only thing you need to ask for permission about is if you're going to use the bathroom. <laughs> not, not you can. And open, it's open. never okay for number two. <laughs> like. Open closets.
2: Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, obviously, don't you're not opening people's nightstand drawers or things like that. Um, No, things that don't come with the home. That don't come with the home. Leave it alone. Yeah. Um, If you're in a house checking out, um, like some, you know, like going and seeing where the furnace is. Yep. Usually somewhere hiding in the basement, but uh, I mean, you're not qualified or most people won't be to actually start digging in and and, and checking things out, but you might be able to just open up the, the door and see like, oh, they've changed their furnace.
0: It's okay to open the electrical panel. It's not okay to take it off. And look behind. <laughs> don't, get out, <laughs>
2: don't get out your <laughs> screwdriver. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think it's important for people to know, because a, a lot of people feel... It, we take for granted how comfortable we are in other people's houses.
0: I think we've talked about this outside of the show. Like, it's almost creepy how comfortable we are just walking into somebody's house. Yeah, and I, and I
1: sometimes I think back to before I was a realtor and how yeah. awkward it would feel being in someone else's home. You're like, "Oh my gosh, this is someone else's home. I need to be respectful." So when we have people come through to look at the house, they're thinking, "Oh, like they're kind of some people walk on eggshells, some people don't." Yeah. But some people wonder like what's okay? And it's like, "Well, you need to know if you're thinking of buying this, what's what is inside." So open the closet and find out, because sometimes that closet is twice as big as it looks from the outside. Right, that could be mis- really misleading, right? So open it up, but don't start touching and rummaging through stuff, yeah. right? That's the difference there. And uh, different storage areas, you want to see that kind of stuff. So it's okay to start just op- essentially any door, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now that's when it's an open house, you know everything has sort of been ready and prepared for you. I get a little apprehensive t- sometimes when I'm going through a house, you know, and there's all sorts of bedrooms and there's that one door that's closed. Yeah. Like, is, there, is there like a teenager in there? there? <laughs> <laughs> is there something going on? I've well, seen two bedrooms
2: out. and it says three. <laughs> What's behind door number three? And sometimes it is at someone, teenager <sighs> sometimes sleeping. Sometimes there or, is somebody or, in there. Or sometimes. I didn't, you, you weren't told that the basement was tenanted and
1: you're actually
0: only viewing the top half of the house.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that part you don't know. And that's a good question if you're going to an open house for a detached house, right? You get there and there's a suite and you go, oh, can I see the suite today? No, you can't see yeah, it Yeah, you
0: may or may not be able to
1: see the suite on first right. viewing. Yeah. Right, so it's it's worth, that's a question worth asking when you arrive is, you know, what can I see today?
2: Garages <laughs> are usually open to view unless they've just, you know, they listened to the Danielle episode and they have pulled everything out of their house and just, and just, shoved, just shoved, shoved it, it, in it all the in the garage. garage and they don't want you to see all their yeah. all their crap in there. Um, but yeah, usually it's just a quick ask to the realtor.
0: On. On the note of, you mentioned storage, and it made me think about, you know, you want to see the storage locker. You want to see the parking spot. You might not be able to see those on the open house, depending on how busy it is. Nine
2: times out of ten, you won't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be mindful, though, of the, re- like, if you see the realtors rushing up and down and and can't keep up with things. Yeah. Best probably not to ask. But they might actually have, we've been taking pictures of lockers and storage just for that purpose at open oh, that's houses. that's a good idea. Yeah. Um I can kind of tell you, so... Pro tip for if you're a realtor listening, um, you get that listing, go and you might maybe you don't have access, you don't have, they only have one key to the room itself. Um, Just go down, get some measurements, take a picture. Uh, It's easy to show. It's hard to show the size of it with the picture, but at least you can give them that. It's a
1: starting point. But if you're that interested, you want to know what the locker and parking look like, that means you're really thinking of actually living there. Yeah. You schedule an appointment, you come back. Yeah. Do
2: you want to get into appointments?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the the next phase, right? Good transition. <laughs> I've
2: been working on my transitions. <laughs> wow, so, well, that, that was
1: pro level. <laughs> because it is very different when you can just arrive at an open house. Sure. The home has been all ready for you and a variety of people. You can walk through and the agent's just sort of there to let you quite casually look around. Yeah. When you make an appointment, it is for you. Yes, and you've scheduled a specific time, usually that appointment is with your agent. If you're listening to this show, you're probably the type of person who has an agent and you're getting on with it. But just know that sometimes as as the listing agent, we'll get somebody call and say, oh, I'd like to make an appointment to see the house. I'm not working with an agent. I, I haven't decided who I'm working with or whatever it is. But if you're listening to the show...
0: And and that's a good tip, too. If you If you do have an agent, let your agent book the showing because... You hear a lot of times, oh, I didn't want to bother my agent. I wasn't sure if I liked it. Like, they're trying – that person is trying to be nice to their agent. But it gets into a really weird – like, listing agents get very frustrated if there's a buyer's agent who they were not made aware of Mm. from the beginning of the – like, it creates a weird friction. Like, I hate when I'm representing the buyer and they call the listing agent first and then I've got to call the listing agent and be like, "I'm sorry, my buyer didn't mean anything."
1: Well, and there's a, a real fear in that scenario where somebody doesn't know what someone has said to someone else, right? Yeah, you know, you know, the, as a listing agent, if your buyer calls me, I'm gonna go, "Oh, I just I hope that the other agent doesn't think that I'm trying to squeeze information out of them that I shouldn't be getting." Yes, you know, that they're not getting, they're not being protected by their agency relationship. So I just that that's part of my fear.
2: It's usually coming from a good place. Uh, if a buyer does that, and it happens, it happens to all of us it, occasionally, your, and and they're usually. I just I didn't want to bug you. I was looking at
0: listings, and I just called. It it happened to me after my open house this Sunday. A buyer who came through, and he has an awesome realtor who sent me an email beforehand saying, "I'm sending my guys. These are them. Expect them. They're pretty excited." And then he called me right after the open house, and he was like, "Hey, I I love this place. Like, what do I do next?" <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, uh, and I had that fear you mentioned because I'm like, oh, I got to, first of all, call your agent. I'm not the person to talk to. But I was legitimately like, I don't want her to think that after she sent me the message saying that I somehow encouraged her buyer to contact me. Like, I, I was feeling really self-conscious about it knowing I'd have to have the conversation with the other agent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, let's assume you have an agent. And yeah. you get your agent to book the showing.
0: You've either hired the New West guys or Jeff, <laughs> and you, you, you've, you've made a, a great really decision. good <laughs> choice.
1: <laughs> uh, so you talk with your agent about when you want to see it, right? Yes. These are this is kind of my availability. Let's make it. Let's make an appointment for Friday at eleven a.m. And it actually gets booked. Uh, now that's a whole separate conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see this home at this time, and then the other agent actually obliges. Yeah,
0: I, I think a good tip for this right now is when you're booking. Don't try to book that day or even, like, if you, ideally two days, I think, is the perfect amount of time to give your agent to, to book an appointment or to call and book yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense. So let's assume you've got the appointment booked. Uh, really important to to pay attention to arrive on time because that specific time has been set up for you. So your agent is there to see you. The other agent is hopefully arriving maybe 10 minutes before Lights are on, the house is kind of ready for you. Yeah. And if your appointment is at eleven, you're all kind of arriving at around eleven and you head in together. Especially if you're going to see maybe one, two, or three places after. Yeah. We go to the trouble to really try to schedule that sequence to say if I'm going to be at this home for fifteen or twenty or twenty five minutes, then there's the driving time. What time am I going to arrive at the next one?
2: Can I inter I want to interject? And this might be just be old school, but you think and you think buyers should be late? No, (laughs) this guy could not, couldn't be more wrong. I feel like we don't disagree enough on this multiple offering show. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is just like old school mentality, but I like, I kind of like carpooling with the clients and it can make the logistics of getting to all these places. It doesn't always work because some people, you know, people have families and things like that. And you're like, I'm not moving my car seat into your car. Um, even though most of us have car seats now in our in our cars, maybe there's just no room for it. But it is nice to to just meet at the office and and go. Out. Doesn't always work, but if you can, um, because people, it's it's not really commonplace it,
1: nowadays. And I don't know if that's it was because totally the totally the norm
0: when I think all of us started in real estate,
1: and it's not at all now. I think part of why it faded away for the last couple of years, though, is that because properties sold so fast. Yes. that we didn't get to do a tour of three or four properties. Yep, right. It was we were just going to see the one. So right now you're living in Vancouver. We're going to go see a property in Port Moody, right? Might be a Jeff thing. Well, Jeff's going to drive there from New West. They're going to drive there from Vancouver. You see the one property. Maybe you see two. And then you part ways. Carpooling doesn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Uh, If you're seeing three in New West, and it's like, well, let's meet at the office, and then we'll, we'll buzz around to a few. So I've been putting people in my car more the last six months than I did for probably the two, two yeah. and a half years before that. And we, we all love That's doing... interesting.
2: We like doing the tour guide thing too, where you're able to sort of, let's get in because there's a lot of ground to cover and why not chat while we're talking, well, we're and, driving. And
0: one of the nice things, if you get in your car with the agent, especially if you're moving to a neighborhood that you don't know as well, is it allows the agent to really educate you on the neighborhood because it's really easy as you're driving around to be like, oh, this is the best place to go get Italian food. This is the best sushi place. Here, oh look, we're driving by the school where your kids will be going. Like it's
1: Yeah, there's pool, there's the ice rink. Yeah. You
2: know. Oh, that's that building that you sent to me and you really liked because it looked nice inside and it was cheap. Um, and this is why we're not going to it. Cause,
0: yeah, because <laughs> chunks are falling off. Yeah, of like that time as you drive around the city can be very educational.
1: It's very valuable. Huge. Yeah. yeah. So, so, anyways, back to what you were saying, and, and it's a good point. But if you're if you're going to be carpooling, you still have to arrive on time at the office. Being 15 minutes late is screws up. The it's really yeah. it can throw a huge wrench in yeah. the plans for the rest of the day because these agents are meeting you. They typically want to meet you. So they're scheduling it in their day to arrive on time. And if I want them to arrive on time, I should best be on time or... Well, and and even if the listing
0: agent isn't there at the showing, the homeowner may have gone out and is waiting or the tenant. I mean, if if you've got a tenant and you're too late, you're just not going to get the showing. Yeah.
2: Oh, and scheduling showings. And usually this is, again, for for, I feel like I'm giving realtor tips here. Um, But it's good if you know your clients. I mean, if you're looking at houses, is it big house, small house but just how much time you're leaving for the showings. And some clients oh, take like longer. a
0: larger house is going to take long, more time. When you're
2: scheduling yeah. it. Yeah. Like, if, you know, if you're maybe a newer agent, you're kind of trying to figure this out. I know because, you know, a bunch of our listeners are, are agents, right? Um, is is that when you're scheduling? And even some, we've got clients that, that they're like five minutes in a unit. Like if we're looking at apartments. Th- there's <laughs> a real
0: art to figuring out how much time you need in between showings.
1: I feel really good when I arrive at every appointment, like, yeah. right as planned. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and I, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm the agent booking, I, I give a 15-minute window. I'm like, we'll be here between...
1: It's so helpful when we book it. So yeah. our system <laughs> says, like, you don't say, I will, you just say yeah. 11 a.m. You're saying, um, I'll sometimes say, if it's the first appointment, I'll yeah. say, this is our first appointment. We will arrive five minutes either side of 11. Yeah. Totally right, or it's we're going to arrive. That's a little
0: more precise than me. I'm, or, I'm fifteen, <laughs> or, or but that's the first
1: one, right? Yeah, and then the next one, say I would say we're doing a tour. We'll arrive between eleven thirty and eleven forty-five, right? To give them an idea there, but because for, as as the seller, if you're listing, you're going to say, okay, if if my agent tells me the appointment is at eleven thirty, I should leave by eleven twenty, hmm. because the buyer might arrive early. The agent really should be arriving early to turn on lights and have it sort of set up and making sure everything's the way they want it. So you should just be out 10 minutes early. The real problem with that is about arriving on time is if the buyer arrives 15 minutes late, the homeowner's already been out for 25 minutes. Yeah. If they were just thinking of popping out and then popping back in, right? So you you often end up having to tell a seller. So give yourself a one-hour window for a showing that's going to be maybe 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Do you, you guys tell your sellers... An hour? It it depends on the property. Yeah. But it, well, maybe it's 45 minutes to an hour. Like if it's a house, I would say definitely an hour. Because it usually people, ends up being yeah, that way. Yeah. I, I think
0: on a house, that's. People,
1: sure. sometimes people are early. um <coughs> You know, we had
2: one the other day, they were really early. um But if you do have that window, um and I think if
1: you're a seller too, if you can let people know, no, I'm out for the day, but just kind of communicate. Well, you what, don't know how what, long the showing's going to be. But, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Some people are five minutes. We've got the speed demons, and then we've got people who like to really chat and go through all of it and talk about some renovation possibilities. And you're there for half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So when
2: you're in, um, so condos, we've kind of gone through some of the questions to ask. Um, That when you're there doing the showing, um, if you're in an apartment and you do really like the unit, um, usually it's okay to ask if they they do have the keys access if you want to do a bit of a building tour. Um, sometimes we get clients that don't, like the agent will be like, hey, do you want to see parking? And they don't even care. Like they don't even actually maybe even like the unit, but they, the, the like as a buyer, they don't know, it's like I guess that's just what we do. So we have to go see these things. Um, yeah, you don't have to look at the parking. It's okay to, to tell, to. we we tell our clients this, but it's okay to tell us if you're like, I'm in here and I'm not, f- like go in and have a look at it, but you're like, this is not the one. We don't need to go through the motions. Um we right. At kind of give it a good once over, um, but it's, it can be yeah, a moving, cut the cord, we, yeah, like yeah, let's let's get on, and we'll be early at the next showing.
0: now, we talked about questions for a condo, but we did not talk about questions for a house. Should we maybe go back and and go through what some of the so you're with your realtor questions? at and you're at a detached Or, or you're house. at an open like we we talked we didn't yeah. we didn't really cover what what they should ask
2: important details with a house. I mean, it's similar to a condo in in ways of you know have they ever changed you know replaced the roof?
0: Yeah. To me, to me, the first two that come to mind that you wouldn't ask in a condo are, what's the situation with the drain tile? Because that can be a really big bill that people often don't think about. Depending
2: if they've got a basement. Um, yeah. Depending on how what, what type of house it is. Yeah. Um, but if it does have a basement and the basement's finished and... Yeah. They haven't replaced it. and I, I don't know. what. Well, Would you give a percentage on houses that have... I'm going to completely disagree on this.
1: You
0: don't think you should care about drain usually tile? We, usually we do oh, electrical you should over care a
1: lot about drain tile. You don't think you should ask? Don't bother asking at the open house. Okay. A couple reasons. People we'll,
2: won't commit to an answer?
1: Well, you might get a wishy-washy answer. You might have an agent there who doesn't represent the house, right? Oh, if it's not okay. the listing
0: agent, yeah. And
1: And the other part is if you start engaging in that conversation... You are not a professional like we are. You can really get caught asking and saying more than you should. If you're not there with your representative, your agent, just go see the house.
0: What would be an example of saying more than you should when asking about we updates. just
1: start getting friendly right so you start yeah. by asking about updates yeah and then the agent just sort of starts talking casually you say oh yeah well it's this and that and yeah so you, you, you kind of like the house and then you start saying too much about how much you like the house and then i like this and i like that and i'm thinking of changing this and oh we just live down the street and we love it or our kids go to this school so we really want to yeah. stay in the in that's the, a in good the catchment don't,
0: don't give the listing agent your motivation
1: but but yeah. you you aren't like train for this. You don't have the experience to stop yourself from sometimes saying too much. So just go in and discover the house. And if you like it, talk to an agent and let the agent ask these questions yeah. about Nav- updates.
0: Navigate and let that. the
1: agent present that your agent present that information to you in a way that's that's truthful, that's that's more factual to your situation.
0: I, I see your point. I I I think I disagree. Um mostly just with I think it's important to be careful about not giving away too much, and I really agree with that. I don't see any issue with when you go into a house being like, hey, can you tell me a little bit about the updates and how old the roof is and Just what fact, they've had to... A fact check, like,
1: yeah. what have they done? Too many times it's been inaccurate, that information that's been told to my clients.
0: Well, you... St- but... But we said to ask it for condos, so why wouldn't you ask it for a house? And and again, you have to double-check everything. Well,
1: I would would sort of go into the same vein. If we're just talking opens, don't bother asking about that stuff. Decide if you like the home. Get your agent to find out about this stuff, because I find that it's spun, it's sugar-coated, it's it's delivered that way, and then they get this sense that it's all just fine, because the agent has presented it that way, that everything's really good. good. The
2: agent usually says, like, the plumbing's been done it's it's sort of a very general statement so it's hard to kind of dissect yeah, I, dissect what's being said
0: i i still think there's no harm in asking but i do completely agree with you don't rely on
1: that info it sets you up though it, it start if you start off with false information and then you have to go and be told and discover that it's it's somehow different that's not the experience that i think the buyer should have
0: so so should a buyer just not talk to the listing agent
1: I don't think you need to get into a whole lot if you're at an open house. Yeah. I, I think that... And
2: well, it's not going to be a... debt. Like, there's always going to be stuff. If you're looking at a house that's 50-plus years old, there's always stuff that needs to be repaired. So you're saying, like, let's just make sure the space works because it yeah. doesn't... Decide on the gonna house. You're not going to not buy it because of the like, drain Be tone. friendly
1: with the agent and, hi, Oh, it's not, I'm yeah. happy to be here. And I, I like the reno in the kitchen. They've done a good job here. It seems like they take care of the house. But if you start to try to gather facts, I find that they they just don't all come together accurately and it creates more harm than good.
0: So let's say whether you're going to talk to the agent or whether you're you're going to be the mime and <laughs> I think the checklist of these questions need to be answered. Whether it's coming from the listing agent or not, these are things you need to find out.
1: If you're, you're at the showing with your agent yeah. and you're and you want to know what's how, like the status of the drain tile? Yeah. Go ahead and ask. Let your agent hear the answer yeah. and your agent can then translate that to you yeah. when you leave. Because I translate this information often for my clients where we step over, we're two rooms away now and says, hey, the way he said that, what he's really saying is they've only done one of the four yeah. walls around this. So he said the drain tile is done and it has no problems and it doesn't leak. What I heard is one of four of the perimeter walls has been done. So just don't get it in your head that it's 100% done. Let's move on.
0: I, I'll, I'll completely agree with you on that side of things. Um, and the the other thing, whether you're going to ask the listing <laughs> agent or not, but the, one of the other things on houses that you have to find out, especially in New West, um, oil tank status. Have they had a scan? Was there an oil tank? Does the city have any record? Because um, that's a that's the biggest bill. I yeah,
2: think. There, I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. there's a lot of important like there's knob and tube that we deal with here. Um, There's plumbing. Um, Maybe it's
0: second. Ooh, here's an interesting question. So you have to buy a house with one. An oil tank that has contaminated the soil or knob and tube. Uh, It's
2: not even close. Yeah, I don't... (laughs) don't, Well, you discover the oil tank and you write into your contract that the No, I'm saying you have to
0: take responsibility for one. Oh, knob and tube. You'll take the knob and tube over... Give me knob
2: and tube over... Yeah, $100,000 worth of
1: soil contamination. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, no, no thank you. Hands down. Uh, so anyway, that's. I don't want to sound too cynical. It's just that your representative is there to help translate the house to you, to help translate this information for you. Well, I, I think, think
0: you're highlighting why you need somebody looking out for your best interests. And it's important to know that the listing agent is not. They're not there to lie to you but their job is to look after the seller's best interest yeah, and they're spinning it in yeah, in yeah. that
1: favor
2: and looking into these things isn't necessarily to say i don't I, we don't buy this house because this wasn't done but if you are in the showing and maybe you don't have a chance for a second showing if you say you're there with your realtor it's where are we actually at because we might not we might be negotiating we're negotiating based on this some of this discovery and yes there's chances potentially if there's surprises at a home inspection because you're not a home inspector your realtor's not a home inspector um, but let's get a good idea because it's better to deal with these things if we know, okay, we're writing this offer, but hey, we noticed
1: this, that, and and let's just try and get deal with it sooner than later. What if you get in this loop where you, you are there? So you're there with your agent. Uh, the listing agent is there. You've asked them some questions. And now it's turned into a bit of a conversation. The listing agent is asked, starting to ask you questions because it's just kind of casual. And they're like, oh, yeah, it sounds like you guys live in the neighborhood. Your kids go to school around here? Yeah. What's the advice for the buyers if you start getting questions from the listing agent?
0: And they're there with their their agent. So there's three people or four people if there are two buyers. Um, I don't have, personally have any issue with a client saying, I live in the neighborhood. I don't think that really hurts your position at all. But you do have to be very careful of not saying things that reveal. I had I had a client one time. We went and looked at a condo. And he loved it. He loved it so much. And it was in the time when everything was going over asking. But this place had been on the market for a month and not sold. And he asked the agent... Actually, it was Denny. (laughs) And and he asked uh, Denny, who came on our show another time. He goes, so do you think this would go for asking price or do I have to pay over? (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, no, 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 no. And, you know, I think sometimes... Buyers don't realize that there's a little bit of a poker game being played, especially if if this is the one. We need to be very careful not to. Like I've been looking for six months to a year, and finally this floor plan came up. What yeah. are the odds? Like yeah. things to say, like not to say, are like, oh, this is great. It's in the school catchment, and I want to be in a new place before the school year starts, and it's August. Like you know, like you don't want to give away your motivation. But I don't think there's any issue with. I'm from the neighborhood.
1: No, no, that was just an example, yeah, right? Totally. So so there's yeah. there's, a, there's there's a, a, a line scale. there. There's a scale. Yeah. So be careful because again, you start answering the easy questions like, "Oh yeah, I live in the neighborhood. That's cool. Yeah, I like the school. It's cool. So you guys you guys live here?" Yeah. Okay, you've, you've owned that place for a while. Yeah, we've owned it for a while. Cool. Have you sold it yet? Oh, no, we haven't sold yeah. it yet. Danger. We're going to get it Danger. on the market, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you just got burned. Yeah. You should not have gone that far and told them that.
0: And and something to keep in mind is there is a sales technique, like human psychology. The more questions you answer, the more likely you're going to keep answering questions. Like, that's just who was it? I think, I think Keith, one of the getting to yes, yeah, like three yes, you know, get people to say yes to things. Bef- yeah. The more you, s- the more you answer, the more likely you're going to answer the next question.
1: Yeah. So I, I just b- bring this up as a cautionary yeah. uh, example, no. just to say that you're 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 there falling in love with a home potentially, and if yeah. you don't fall in love with it, none of this matters. Yeah. Because you're not going to buy it, and it won't hurt you in a negotiation because you have no intention of buying it. Yeah. But when you like it, you tend to get a little more engaged, and you you shouldn't. That you need a representative to stop you. And sometimes I will warn my clients before I say I'm not trying to be rude, but sometimes I'm just going to interrupt you. When you're talking, I'm going to cut off an agent yeah, and tell them to lots stop, of like because I'm looking out for you.
0: I try not to. I try to be subtle, <laughs> but I'll 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 try and take control of the conversation when it's going into that area. I I had a buyer, re- really good buddy of mine, who was like giving it all away every showing, but then we'd walk out and he'd be like, I hated that place, <laughs> and I'd be like, But you were like, <laughs> I love this. Place. He's like, Yeah, you see the agent's eyes light? up, <laughs> playing playing <laughs> playing uh, the head. games. <laughs> yeah. are
2: you guys? Are are you? Uh, um, at, like we can talk about showings when the realtor is there Versus, we kind of talked about that a little bit but yeah. um but yeah sometimes a listing agent is at the showing yeah um and they're dropping eaves and they're they're all around so um even though you're there with your realtor and it should be a safe place if they're around um you might have to kind of step out and just be be weary of some of the things that you're saying because they're their ears are listening. Oh yeah, they're listening for any, any yeah. little information that'll help their seller. Talk and about
0: whether you like it or not, after like if the listing agent's there, ask questions to your realtor, ask questions to the listing agent. But if you love it,
1: wait until you're outside to tell. Sometimes I'll do. especially if I'm like guys, if we notice it's a really chatty agent, or I'll go in and say, "Oh, I know this agent, and they're really chatty, and they they want to keep yeah. things going." I said, "I'm not ignoring you. I am going to keep that agent occupied." <laughs> like, like you're running a defensive play. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I am gonna keep them chatting with me. You go look at everything. Like, go, go and see the whole place. I,
0: I feel like Matt might do this to me. Am I one of these chatty agents that you gotta? <laughs> I might have to hold you
1: off a little bit because I definitely like shiny objects. Shiny <laughs> object. I'm over here. I got all these interesting things to say, Jeff.
2: Matt's told agents to leave though too before. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I also Stop talking to my the agents
1: but... who insist on following us. I'm here. I'm an agent. I'm with my client. You want to follow me to every room. Oh, I got a big issue. This might be a teaser to the story I'm going to tell <laughs> later. <laughs> uh, but what I'll do with them is I will uh, send us down a hallway and I'll get my clients going first. And yep. then I will step into the hallway and I will stop. Oh, well, that's a good block, like, like a, a pick blocking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the agent is like, literally, some of them try to get around me, and I go, "Where are you going?" Like, and I look, I turn, just let them see the rooms. Matt, I love how much you <laughs> just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> do, doing his job. I mean, for
2: for me, when I when I do my showings, I I, I mean, we try and be there for all the showings, um, but uh, I say everything I need to say, and then I, I will give give people privacy. That's and, the way and I pay. like
0: an agent to do yeah. that. Like most agents. That are there for their showings are actually getting in the way uh, of their showings yeah let, let them sales. take in the view, let them yeah. take
2: in you know the living room, yeah um, sit on the couch if you want, like if it's the more the more comfortable they feel there yep um, you know the, the better spend some time
1: definitely i uh I also sometimes i'll I'll ask them, right I said this is a, a unique house it's got some interesting features. Do you want me to take you around and tell you about some of this stuff? I can give you the tour. But if you just want to discover it for yourselves, I'll step aside. I'll let you do it your way.
0: That's a nice low-status way. Like that allows the buyer's agent to still maintain control. Like you're not sort of. A, it, that's they a really can, nice. way They can
2: flex to do their that. muscle in a good way. It, you say, yeah, you. No, allow actually, them- I've I've sold a couple in here. I'm I yeah. actually know the building really well. But thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, wow. so,
1: so it's it's good to have options for autonomy if you're going and doing these showings. I mean, that's what buyers need to know, right? Yeah. You have you have a. a I don't want to say it right, but you're there. Sort of the idea is that you have the privilege of going through every room, opening all the closets, looking at all the the views that are available, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I don't know. Some people think that they can't necessarily talk back as a buyer, like if they're uncomfortable. And I guess if you're really uncomfortable with how things are going, don't be afraid to speak up. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, can you just give me a little space? Or, right. you know, we'd like to talk in private. It's okay to say that. Yes. Uh, closing doors is maybe a little much if you don't have your agent with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't close a door. That would be, yeah, yeah. be kind of weird. Like, right. what are they doing
1: in there? Yeah, but you just like, oh, <laughs> i just like to have a little bit of space. Like, it's okay to, to say these kinds of things, right? You know, if yeah. an agent's making you uncomfortable. So that's the thing. I guess, Jerry, you're saying that, right? You want to be comfortable, right? So yep. so you, you should feel like you've been given opportunities to be comfortable.
2: And the buyers, they if they're looking at a bunch of places... That it blends
1: together. They forget
2: things like the more time they spend in, there's a better chance in the unit or in the home. There's maybe a better chance. And one other thing too, I like to point out is depending on this guy's tour or this, you know, his or her tour, they, they might not have had an opportunity to even like digest some of these places. So I don't, even if you're talking about, you know, Mm-hmm. how place they're going, how does this one compare, but let them kind of at least have that conversation where they might be just ripping off to the next one and not have have time to, to chat. Oh, actually, I really like this place. How do you think we should proceed with it? Anything we should look into? Yeah. Give, give them some time.
1: Total side note, my favorite part of tours is how every property comes up with like its defining characteristic nickname.
0: The cat house. <laughs> oh yeah, like you create a shorthand with your buyer. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> it's a good way to remember. Yeah, r- yeah. You r- need you need things. those those triggers, right? So uh, we talked about arriving on time. Once you're there, what to do? The the listing agents there, and there may be in your space. And then there is sort of the last little variable. And we talked about this in one of our short episodes, our uh, express episodes. Somebody's oh. watching you. What if you're there, you arrive at the home, and often this is the case. We either get the keys ahead of time or there's a lockbox on the property, and it's just you and your agent. Yeah,
0: just be aware that uh, there might be people listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't assume that we're alone now. Nanny cams are a thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then, and the other thing is, as far as punctuality with that, just because the other agent isn't there doesn't mean that the homeowner isn't paying attention to that schedule.
0: Yeah. I I had one time... I pulled up to a building. Actually, we talked about it already today. Uh, the Elliott. I pulled up to the Elliott, and there's that really slummy building across the street from the Elliott that actually a, a friend of the show uh, <laughs> owns. Um, but pulled up, and my buyers immediately were like, uh, I I don't even want to go in. I don't like the neighborhood. Like, I, d- I just don't like it. Mike's building's
2: that bad. Eh? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Way to throw him under the bus. Yeah. So... um. I was running late, and I just moved on. I didn't go in, and I returned the keys. They like you know is, no showed. I know showed. You kind of no showed. You showed. Yeah, I mean, but we, no we pulled up, and the listing agent called me and was so mad because the sellers were sitting in the lobby and they were waiting, and I just thought. Like I was pretty new, and I was like, you know, whatever. I didn't make the showing, but I, I was there in the window. They'll just come back or whatever. But they sat and they waited in the lobby. Like you do have to be aware that when you're doing these showings, you are putting people out, yeah. and they, they might totally be there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you, when you schedule an appointment, you've you've created yeah you know an appointment here to follow through with. I I get caught in the trap where I'm in the home and it's just us and yeah. we're chatting. We have no other appointments after. And, we oh, just and you take too keep long talking.
0: <laughs> you know what is so funny too, is you'll get calls from sellers, and they're like, "I got home. They're still outside. They're talking. When are we getting the offer?" And you're like, "Yeah, but it might be the last one of the two like they might be debriefing the entire thing, and they're just standing out there because now they're going to part ways. Like there's lots of times where you make that call. And the agents like, oh no, we, we didn't really like that one. But they stood outside your home for an hour and talked about the one before that they yeah, really liked.
2: Just leading, leading them on. Yeah. Do you want to talk about um, if you got your house listed? Things that can be no getting ready. No. Okay. <laughs> so that's the show. <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in. Um, was there something you wanted? I, I was just I, I I don't know. It's nice. It's nice when the lights are on. Sometimes toilet seats are down. You know, you gave me a good tip. Really early on, which was um oh, when I was mentoring you, like early on, in when your you were career. mentoring yeah. me early on, okay. in my go career, on, yeah, which was uh get there early on vacant houses and turn the heat on, oh yeah, oh,
2: Matt was showing a like crazy million dollar house um at some point earlier on and and it it was radiant heat or was it in floor, but it was just freezing cold,
0: yeah, it doesn't help doesn't doesn't help to. Back. And there's a lot of psychological stuff, like a cold home. I, I really believe you're more predisposed it's like a bad to not smell. like. It. You're yeah. You're like I. Ugh, yeah. This does not feel good. And, yeah. and you're not thinking, oh, this is not
1: what it'll be like. like this
0: is the way it always is. This is a yeah. cold house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's hard to get your your head around that. So as a seller, just understand the timing of what we talked about. That people are going to be there for different amounts of time it's hard to predict so have some flexibility in the scheduling and yeah know
0: that most people aren't going to take a lot of matt's advice buyers (laughs) are going to be late they're going to be on a tour they're going to be running behind
2: your agent says we have a showing at three o'clock um it could they could could be a little bit early so if you're rushing up to like we've had some people you know they're they're like it's at three o'clock and it's Two fifty-five. So I still got five minutes, and they're yeah trying to clean up stuff. Yeah, these uh, it, this we're not
1: so precise. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. so
2: it could be early, and you don't know on the other end. Like if you, your agent, um, <laughs> if your agent's there, it might, might be less likely of this happening. Um, but if they're not, if they're running doing the lockbox thing or whatever, um, someone the other agent who knows how courteous they are, who knows what what the situation is, and if they're they're early, they're, they might just be
1: walking in because I didn't know that you weren't going to be here. Yeah, if I get a sign that the home is empty and I'm 15 minutes early, I want to go in. Yeah, I want to get on with things. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> totally. Um yeah, so if you are stepping out um and your agent's not coming
2: or or they're running late or whatever, um or they're not going to be able to be there early enough, but like turning lights on and things, I think is is always really helpful cuz the person doing that showing if they're they're running late, um they might just flick a couple switches. They're not going to hit the yeah. lamps. They're not going to hit all these, like, the under the, and under the cabinet
1: And that first lights. impression
0: is important, right? When you first walk through the door, how do they feel? Yeah. There's not enough light yeah. in this house.
1: It feels small because it's dark. Yeah. Yeah, so that goes a long way. Uh, Understand what we said about uh, giving freedom of access. So know that people are going to open your closets. They're going to open the linen closet. I think we all tell our clients that to try to stage them a little bit. Yeah. Um, But just be aware that that's going to happen. And it's really nice, like with houses, more and more people who buy houses who step up and pay for that. The garage is an important part of the purchase if there is one, because it's usually somebody who has something in mind they want to use it for. Totally. So if you can allow them to see it, it really is going to help you.
0: I believe it's okay to keep a really messy storage locker. It's not okay to have a really messy garage. Like, that hurts your position.
1: It it does. Like Even if you need to fill it with stuff, stack it symmetrically.
0: Yeah, get some bins. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, make something of it. But it goes a long way. There are a lot of people who the garage is really important to them. And if you're removing that from their experience...
0: I would say for the majority of people going from a condo to a house... They're really excited about the garage.
1: Yeah, and I think now, more than ever, people are thinking of using it for their car because of the electric car trend.
0: Yes. If I buy this house, I can get a Tesla.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, those are probably the things I would highlight most for a seller. But I think listening to this entire episode gives you an idea of the psychology of the buyer, and you just have to help feed into that, give them a positive experience. Uh, and Jeff, I think you've got uh, a story for us that kind of relates to... Uh... Oh yeah, all of this has got...
0: I, I, yes, 100%. <laughs> Are we ready for this? Can we move on? So say we all. I say... Yeah, I think that
2: was every single thing that anyone needs to know about doing showings.
1: It's story time <laughs> with Jer.
2: Great story. Compelling and rich. It's not always my story?
0: No, it's not always your story. Hang what if Matt has an awesome story to tell?
2: Well, he can tell it to me or write it down, and I will <laughs>
0: paraphrase. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. So when we were brainstorming this episode, it gave me horrible flashbacks to one of the absolute worst showings that I've ever done. And this was probably about five years ago. And it was one of... uh these tiny little new condos I was showing. It couldn't have been more than 600 square feet. And listing agent is going to meet me there. So we pull up. I've got my two buyers and their two kids. And we go into this little 600 square foot place and it somehow had fit two bedrooms in. Like this was a (laughs) tiny weird layout. Um, But the listing agent's there. Four people from the buyers are there. I'm there. And then we get into the condo, and the sellers are there. There's two sellers standing in the kitchen. And this agent, and I won't say her name because I'll get myself in trouble, mm-hmm. um, but she's th- – this is when I said you were like, agents don't follow people around. We're walking around the condo in this little train like – I'm in front, my buyers are behind, the other agent is behind us, and we're trying to move around this tiny little condo. Mm. And every room we go into, she says, some little random fact. Designer paint. And then, you can write an offer. (laughs) And then after she, every time, after she says, you can write an offer, she looks over at her sellers, (laughs) and like, nods, like, eh? You got a good one. Like, I, look at me (laughs) close. And I, I was just like, "What is happening here? We can't even move." And she keeps asking me to write an offer, and like,
2: so did you mat them and tell them all to leave? Yeah. No,
0: I should have. I should have pulled a mat move. And she was like a tiny little woman, so I I could have like, what if you sent, a, what if you sent,
2: you centipeded them all sort of out. Let's, I want to look at something in the hallway. Yeah, centipeded them around, <laughs> feed them back in, and then <laughs> slam the door.
1: Oh man, it was just. Yeah, the had, worst you to try the hallway or the doorway block
0: and it was one of our first tours with these people like we got out and they're like is that how that normally goes and i'm like no she's the worst <laughs> 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 you got a 600 square foot place let's pack it with as many people as possible to make it look even smaller like just an absolute so, long show so i mean listeners want to know did, did you write an offer uh no no offers were no given no offer despite how many huh.
1: times she asked but man, her sellers were
0: impressed. Well, and the weird thing was, I think they were like they'd nod back at her, like, "Oh yeah, <laughs>
2: you need to get seven nos, yeah. before you can uh, yeah
1: get oh, the man. offer." So maybe not the best way to do it. We have no. talked about this stuff before in previous episodes, but I think it was one of our very early episodes. Yeah. So sort did of the uh, buyer mistakes or something like that? I yeah, I remember. Yeah, either our our seller mistakes or our buyer mistakes.
0: Maybe I don't know. So, oh, no. those were so we've done so many episodes, so many episodes. at this point.
1: So, great those, story. Okay, well, I yeah, got, got one more. Question. And rich. <laughs> <laughs> I got one question. Check out the big brain on bread. How's it working out for you? What being clever? Who knows where thoughts come from? They just appear. You're listening to multiple offers, a real estate show. I was brainstorming and doing my show prep last night and talking with Liz. Liz, your wife. Yeah. And telling her kind of what I thought about, uh, well, looking for feedback from her and sort of ideas about how showings go. And she's sort of thought one question, because she wasn't sure if it's ever actually happened to me and if it's ever happened to you guys. She asked, we're talking on the open house thread, have you ever had to kick someone out of your open house? Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I probably
1: should have. I don't know if I have though.
2: Yeah.
0: I've, they I've, eventually leave, though. I've kicked a few people out. The dog thing I brought up, <laughs> I've I've kicked people out uh, for. And, and you know, there are a couple, and, and I'm like... A couple dogs? No, a couple people with a dog. And I'm like, look, just take turns. But no, how dare you not let our dog in? And I'm like, mm. it's not up to me. Wow. Like, this isn't appropriate. You can either... And I, I had somebody once come to an open house and was just slight, like every single person that came in, he was a neighbor and he was like, just so you know, they did terrible work. They did like, he was just like an angry neighbor. And like, I saw them when they redid the roof and it was garbage and blah, blah, blah. And he's just yelling at people as they, and I had to go over to him and be like, okay, like, I get that you're angry. I'm sorry. I don't know what these people did to piss you off, but it's not appropriate. You, you have to go. And he was totally, he was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like I, I thought maybe it was going to get a little weird. <laughs> I had a good run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've never had to do it. Never. Just, despite all of the things you say about how I, yeah, you know, will stand up to these guys, it's never, ha- it's never happened. That's just intimidating. Nobody, nobody's going to try that, Matt.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I, I look like somebody <laughs> that's like that, that, that Jeff guy's right a pushover. <laughs> yeah.
1: Watch me, watch me mess with him. Yeah. I mean, I did have one where there's a guy I really wished would leave. Yeah. Um, well, that I, happens all the time. But I, yeah. you know, the, the, like the squatter. Yeah, he you know, stays for like an hour. Like gets, up, sits on the couch and gets comfy. Yeah, <laughs> eating all your freshly baked cookies. <laughs> um, and he was kind of trying to sabotage the open house, yeah. like getting in the way of other buyers. So I had to, I had to give all of my attention to him. I wasn't able to talk to other people. Yeah. But I also got the vibe that he might be our best lead.
0: Oh, like he's sabotaging it because he wants he it. He Wants
1: it. Mm. Now I did get three offers on the place. He wrote twenty thousand more than anybody else. It was worth it. There you go. But you don't know at the time. No, it's the first open house, and you're going. Is this guy just ruining everything? He's not even going to write an offer, and I've lost like these other four people. You're trying to decide.
0: Have I told you my weirdest person to show up at an open house ever? Story.
1: Maybe, but I forget all your stories, <laughs> Jeff. You can always tell them twice. The uh, so
0: I was I was selling a house. This was, this was, like, my first year in real estate. And the seller had gotten into a little trouble with organized crime and fled the country. And it had been declared, like, he was gone. And his mom got possession of the house and got permission to sell. Mm-hmm. And my very first person that shows up at the open house, guy pulls up in a Ferrari. He's got a beard down to his knees. Mm-hmm and he's wearing a shirt that says police. And he knocks on, and he's like, hey, is so-and-so here? (laughs) And I'm like, uh, no? He's like, have you seen him? (laughs) I'm like, uh, no, in fact, nobody's seen him. That's why this place is for sale. And he goes, okay, if you see him, tell him his friends are looking for him. And then he gets in the Ferrari and drives off. And I was like...
2: (laughs) Cops are paid really well. Yeah,
0: yeah, really well-paid
1: police officers. That was my takeaway from that story. All right. That was a great show, guys.
0: All right. Good stuff. Well, I I, I guess we should do our outro stuff.
1: Yeah, like, subscribe, follow. Yeah, like, subscribe, follow. Click the little bell notification. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, i got to face the camera. It's going to be right over here. Are yeah. you supposed
2: to do this? And the, I don't know what you're doing. You're supposed to comment in descriptions. Okay. I oh, watch, th- I watch a lot of YouTubes. Because
0: we're publishing this one on YouTube.
2: Yeah, oh, it's a good segue.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, this will be our, our first video podcast. If you're tired of just
2: listening to the
0: podcast. You could watch it, and it could be so much better. It's, um may, might be or might yeah. not be. <laughs> I, I was gonna tease next episode, but I'm gonna be gone. I'm in Vegas for a, for a real estate. We're talking conference. videos on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> you jerks. <laughs> do, you, do you guys know what what, what you're gonna do? No, that's your job. Okay. I'm really excited to listen to a <laughs> listen to an episode. Um A no Jeff show. A no Jeff I get really excited. I, I was I and I also get a little sad. When I listen, because I'm like, oh, they're yeah. having so much fun. I, like, I get major FOMO. <laughs> so we have to
2: we have to vet the episodes that we're gonna the episode we're gonna do while you're away to make sure it's not one you're gonna FOMO.
0: Well, no, you can do a good show. Maybe don't do video where I'm gonna <laughs> have a ton. I'm I'm going to Vegas to talk about video. <laughs> like, okay,
1: yeah. Right, let's wrap this up, fellas. All right, good show. No. Do you want to... Do you want to say, like, who we are? Feedback at M.O. Real like Estate Didn't show? we do that? No. No. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought we did that. Um <laughs>
2: You're Jeff McLennan.
0: Oh, okay. I'll do the whole bit. I'll Real I Estate New Westminster. Chill. Chill. So, if you have questions for us or want to give us any comments, you can reach us at feedback at M.O. Show.com. And if you want to reach Matt or Jeremy, they can be found at TheNewWestGuys.com. And if you want to get a hold of me, Jeff... I am at realestatenewwest.com. Did I miss anything?
2: What's your phone number? I'm out.
0: I'm out.